Hey, Benedict. Hey, Daniel. We've got some guests here today. Special guests. Super special guest. Two first-timers on the podcast. We've got Matt and Kim, like the band, who work at Arrows. Kim is sales, business operations, a bit of everything, but mainly sales and business operations. And then Matt is uh, one of our developers at Arrows. Yeah, and we recently... Though we've been working with Matt and Kim and the rest of the team for a while now, we recently met up in person for the first time and wanted to record an episode to capture what that was like. And Kim did a lot of the organization of the meetup, and Matt was an attendee who you could actually believe in terms of how good it was. And it's not just us being like, oh, yeah, it was pretty good. Someone who can actually trust their independent opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know, maybe Matt and Kim should say hi. Matt, Kim, either one of you? Hi. Hear your voices. Hello. How's it going? (laughs) That's them. So we've never done a four-person podcast before either, so we're trying that out. That'll be interesting. But yeah, so Kim, what do you remember like when we first brought up having a retreat's probably the right word. I don't know if it's the best word, but do you remember the first time we mentioned it to you? Yes. Well, I I know when I was initially getting hired, you mentioned that we were going to do a meetup and I was like, very excited about that just because I knew that we were and I think we were going to do it like last fall initially and then obviously it got delayed but I was really excited I love working remotely but I think it's really nice to have the the personal in-person connection too and then do you remember like when we actually started planning it though like because we had so you've been around on the team for about seven eight months now and then we just did it two weeks ago so it took over six months to actually make it happen yeah do you remember when we actually started planning it because you were a big part of planning it Yeah, we started planning it, I think, last like November or December, and it was going to be in January. And then COVID was crazy then. So we ended up pushing it out, um, which ended up being perfect because it was at the end of our first cycle of work. And um, yeah. Yeah, I think it worked out really well. But yeah, it's funny to think back because I remember like last summer when we we were like, oh, should we do it in like August? Because that was like... Matt and Jose, like most of the team had started around then. And we were like, oh, should we just do it right away so that everyone has that baseline of knowing each other? Because I think people talk about that sometimes or companies that are more, I don't know if they're more hybrid, but you often hear companies where it's okay, like you got hired. Now you come on to, you come on site for a week and you get to know people in person, get the context, understand them as people. And then that makes the remote work that you then do later much easier because you've had that kind of baseline getting to know someone experience i think the timing for me was like really good that it was like basically six months after everyone had been working together with the the full team because i think if we would have done it right when everyone started like you don't you don't really know anything about anybody so you're doing like the most basic of icebreakers and just (laughs) meeting people for the the very first time and i have no idea what you're like or uh, what you're into or any of that stuff, but doing it like six months later, it's like, well, I already have had many calls and, uh, meetings and Slack chats with people. So it was more like, oh, I'm like meeting like friends for the first time instead of, Hey, I'm in this weird, like awkward meeting people for the first time, but I also work with them and hope everyone like gets along. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's a good point. Like going into it, I had zero anxiety that there was going to be like friends have asked how it was um, going on our retreat. And I was like, the first thing I keep mentioning is like, there was zero human friction, you know, like the no personalities were, you know, that can just be tough at work. Like these are people that aren't necessarily your friends. And 
even on a friend trip, you can have trouble. And from my perspective, everything was super smooth. And you're right, that would have been a little bit more challenging or awkward or, or maybe risky if we had all done it right after we met each other. The ultimate icebreaker is working together remotely for six months before meeting. Yeah. But now I guess we'll have to figure out when we do it again, because that'll be the thing that came to mind first for me when Matt, you said that as well, we could do it right when you started and six months in, and there will be more people later and we'll have to do it with them. And some of them will do it, join a retreat soon after they, they started, but mm. I guess there'll be more of a, a mega system for them to integrate into and it won't be as, as awkward. Yeah. You know, we've talked vaguely about it, but maybe Kim walk us through what we actually did for the meetup and kind of where we went and what we did and the whole setup. Sure. Yeah. So we, everyone came in on a Monday and we were at a cool hotel in Palm Springs in California. And, um, don't we... say what it is. <laughs> <laughs> we're not sponsored. <laughs> um and yeah so then we met up and i'm trying to think we i think we just met up and hung out for a little bit because we everyone got it in the afternoon and then we went out to dinner the first night i don't know that first night the first day feels like a blur a little bit and then we spent tuesday and wednesday doing work kind of meetings as a group and chatting about the future and and what we're doing and then on Tuesday, we went to Joshua Tree, which was awesome. It was like an hour and a half drive from downtown Palm Springs. We got to spend some time in the car and chat and listen to some awesome curated playlists. And <laughs> There was a bit of a playlist battle in the two cars. And then, yeah, did more work meetings on Wednesday and got to hang out a little bit more Wednesday night. And then everyone left on Thursday. Yeah, I feel, how do you all feel about the timing, like Monday to Thursday, how did you feel about the Friday? I don't know. Did you get any work done or was that kind of like a rest day? Like how was the schedule overall? Yeah, the the Friday after, at least for me, was just a half day, like lazy Friday. And then I ended up having the next Monday off too. Yeah, I mean, you got home at like midnight, right? Yeah, it felt good. I mean, for me, like I think Jose and I had the most travel. It was basically we had a whole day of travel on either end, getting there and then getting home. So that it was fine. I think it was it was the right uh, amount of time. I could have maybe done another day so that it was like two days travel, three days being there versus two and two. But it didn't feel like it was too short. I think we got done what we were hoping to get done and had time to do a couple of activities. Kim, any thoughts? Felt good on the time, or did you would you change it if you were scheduling a new one four months from now? I actually agree with Matt. Even I didn't really have to travel much for it, but I could have done one more day. I just feel like we really like were super in flow the last day. It felt like a really good energy. I was really excited. We spent, I think, five-ish hours doing like aero-specific planning and work, and that felt really exciting. I think we were all excited at the end of it, and I feel like adding one more day to that would have been cool. And I agree. I expected to be actually really productive on that last Friday, like coming out of the energy. And I didn't even have travel. And I was just like exhausted by, I think, spending basically 24 hours a day um, with everyone and socializing and doing all of that. So I could have done one more day too. Yeah, I agree with you. Like the, the come down of the schedule was harder than it was like the travel days really is what took it out of you. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was sort of nice that it was during the week. I mean, I think it was probably easier for people's schedules, but then also it was just less like crowded during the week than like a weekend at a touristy place. So less, it, it felt like we could be a little bit more go with the flow on like restaurants and uh, planning things. We didn't have to necessarily sit and, and wait two hours for, for a table anywhere. Yeah, definitely. 
the thing that I thought was ended up being really cool, Kim, do you want to talk about the hotel? Like even the whole like accommodations thing, because I think a lot of other companies like us and startups and people probably listening to this will be thinking about how they do gatherings. And I think we ended up on a really interesting, we had a really interesting outcome for it. Yeah. So our, when we were planning on doing this in January, we were looking at a big Airbnb for all of us. And we had, I think, seven of us attend. So that was like our group size. And we ended up canceling that and moving into this kind of cool boutique hotel in downtown Palm Springs. And it worked out really well because we had one like main house that had a big kitchen table, a kitchen um, living room and like a big kind of yard area. And that's where we all worked and hung out and did all the things and met up before dinners and things like that. And then each of us had our own little studio, I guess, room very close to that. So we had our own kind of like secluded area almost within the hotel. And it was just easy for everyone to come and go from that one central main house. Yeah, I thought the the place worked out perfectly because it was like everybody had their own room, like you said, but then we had an awesome shared space to work from. It made it easy to like also have meals because you could have breakfast and set things out on a table and everyone could just come at there whenever they were up and ready. And also before you leave, you could always meet up there and it was always nice having a shared space that people could orient around. Yeah, but then not like the awkwardness of a hotel or a Airbnb right. where you have like every, like people are sharing bathrooms or something or like. Except for me and you. Yeah. Well, you and I, but like we were the only ones who had actually ever met each other before this. So we were like, okay, this is fine. Yeah. yeah. I did think the other thing that was interesting is ended up being the same price, give or take maybe a hundred dollars difference or something like as the Airbnb was going to be, it was about seven grand or so. And for the group of seven people and uh, for three nights and that ended up being like awesome. Cause we were like, oh, we also got the working space out of this super nice, everything breakfast, they had coffee. It just felt better. Like the Airbnb experience is so difficult. And that ended up being, I mean, they were, they were a little weird on, on coordinating with them with stuff at times. Like they were definitely a disorganized, but it was definitely easier once we were there than I imagined an Airbnb would have been. So maybe we should talk about how we, what we did work-wise while we were there. I don't know if you want to set that up in a deck, but like, how do you feel about, like, how did you think about it going into the retreat, what we were going to spend our time doing from a work standpoint. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where beforehand you're kind of, it's like when you have to give a talk on something, you're like, how am I going to fill up this time with talking? And then you actually get into it and say, oh my gosh, I don't have enough time for talking. And I think that was how it felt when we were there doing work stuff. And so in the new year, we adopted a cycle schedule where we basically do six weeks of cycle work and then two weeks of down cycle work. Or in the cycle work, we're doing product pushing the product forward in significant, important ways. And then in down cycle, dealing with all of the things that you don't have a chance to when you're purely focused on pushing the product forward. And so the initial meetup that we were going to do was going to be January 10th, which was the second down cycle week at the start of the year. And then we, when we rebooked and kind of recant or, you know, rescheduled because of Omicron, we decided to again, do it on a down cycle week. And that worked out really well where it lines up where everyone has just wrapped up a bunch of work. Everyone has feelings and perspective about how that work went, how customers are interacting with that work, just like the state of the company in general. And so everyone's kind of on, in a same space where no one's in the middle of a deep project where they're getting pulled out of something, being right in the middle of it and have to feel like they're putting aside important work and don't have time to do higher level work. So I think that was a really nice timing element to how it lined up 
And I think if we weren't in that kind of mode, it would have been much harder to ask everyone to basically put down everything that they're doing and meet up in person. And so both from a kind of like logistical and a kind of headspace perspective, I think the timing worked out really well. And then in terms of what we went over, since we had two days of kind of two full days, the first day was sort of high level. Here's where the company is at. Here's where we're going and kind of me and Daniel presenting that from our perspective as people who have set aside time before the meetup to think through that and map out thoughts and then opening up the dialogue to the rest of the company to see both get everyone on the same page and then find out the places where people aren't on the same page or have questions about the page that we're trying to be on. And then the second day was based on what we talked about in the first day, what are specific, how do we look at the product through that specific directional shift that we talked about in the first day. And in the end, we actually ended up walking through the perspective of a customer trying to accomplish an outcome. And we then walked through exactly what their anxieties are, what they're trying to do, how the current product isn't hitting that and what an ideal flow might look like. So it was a kind of nice blend of the first day being high level perspective and the second day being concrete. Here's how we can change things in our next cycle of work to align with the reality that we've identified at the high level in the first day. At least that's what it felt like to me. And yeah. that was the way that we approached it. So then, yeah, I, I looked at that as more like setting the table. And then the second day, it was like cooking the meal where we all came together and had got to share that. Matt, how did you feel about like that style of work? Did that seem like something, can you imagine having done that over Zoom or did that seem critical to be in person? Yeah, it was certainly like different. Like it had a, it's been two years since I've been in like an in-person uh, brainstorming type meeting. Everything was either has been remote or has been on Zoom when, even when it wasn't a remote company. So it was, I don't know, it felt a little bit strange, like been used to sitting in a, at a conference room and all the, all like the very subtle differences of like, oh yeah, unless everyone has their laptops up, it's hard to pull up a web page to show someone a document. And I know like you guys ran out to like Office Depot to buy like post-it notes and like a big sticky note whiteboard thing and just thinking like, oh yeah, like do we need markers and uh, a whiteboard and post-it notes? And am I going to use my computer or am I going like, to take notes on paper? That was interesting. It did seem like it was easier for people to jump in and out of interrupting people on, on Zoom that sometimes doesn't work as well. Someone will start talking and then if two people talk, it's like this weird, like, oh, wait, no, you go ahead. And when you're just in person, you can sort of have overlapping conversations a little bit more easily. It was a little bit more tiring and maybe some of that was jet lag. But after a couple hours of like in-person brainstorming stuff, I was like, all right, my brain is done. Like, well, I guess maybe we just don't have that many real-time meetings, at least on the development side at Arrows. It's like we have a couple check-ins a week, but for the most part, it's either you're working heads down on the code stuff or we're like writing documents and reading and doing kind of a, an async flow. So it, it was interesting just to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I was about to say, like, you all don't have that many long meetings, but definitely have days on Zoom where have a lot of back-to-back -back calls or things that brainstorming or collaborating on. And it was like, it actually felt the opposite for me where, yes, it was tiring, but it was energizing for multiple hours around the same topic, which would have been near impossible, I think, over Zoom to do the type of work we did, even if we did use digital like drawing tools and post-it note tools and all that stuff, being there and having, like you said, the subtle cues of different people and be able to communicate in like a higher fidelity way felt really good. And we could actually 
go on a topic for two and a half, three hours, which we did once or twice. And that just felt really impactful. Like we could fully, completely discuss it instead of meander off and people start fading. And yeah, it felt better. Yeah, actually, I was going to say, I think that usually like we're in meetings for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour on Zoom. And this was, we're going to talk until we're going to discuss this item until it feels like we're ready to not. And it was nice, I guess, for me, like I know there were times where I was like, I don't know if this is relevant, but and Daniel, you and Benedict definitely encouraged us to be like, okay, just say what you're saying. And I think some of that ended up being really valuable and got us to a place where we were able to discover different things. So it was nice to be able to like share and discuss things that maybe you would normally hold back from because you're like limited to a certain amount of time for that particular topic. Yeah, that's very interesting. And then also when it was over, we all went to lunch together or we all went and did an activity together, which was very different than like quietly everybody living in Zoom and then you don't know where everybody's going. But it was like, then you'd continue the conversation on the walk to lunch or different people would break off. And it was just, the ideas were in the air at that point. And there was like a much more natural, like progression of people sharing and building up like a shared context together. Yeah. And I think, I wonder also if that's something that we can bring into general, even Zoom meetings on a down cycle, where is that a thing that we can open up a more broad, open space for people? And it's not something where a meeting has an agenda, it has an outcome, it has a question that you're trying to answer. It's more uh, a broader discussion. And I think it's always tough in, in video meetings, Zoom meetings, where people, if someone isn't directly involved, it's easy to just stop paying attention or kind of drift off mentally. Whereas in person, those cues are a bit more clear and you can steer, you can pick up when you need to steer back to something that is more broadly applicable to everyone versus on a Zoom call, it can be tough to pick up that sort of reading the room in terms of, should we go deeper on this? Should we go back to what we were talking about? That sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think overall, when I think back about just the retreat in general, I definitely knew it was important, like intellectually or rationally in my head. Like I was like, I know we should do this. I know this is important. Coordinating it, which mostly Kim did, but the tiny little bit I was involved. And then just even thinking about coordinating, getting myself there, mostly that was the stuff where it was like, it just feels exhausting to kind of do that. And then, and then we're, you know, a startup, you have money in the bank and you're trying to not spend too much of that. And then just knowing that like, once we did it, it was immediately obvious that it was worth doing. Like taking the time away from like day-to-day -day development or customer facing work. Like we didn't really do very much practical on the ground work that week, but it all just felt very worth it. We spent a fair bit of money, but really in, in the grand scheme of things, not that much money. Right. If you compare it to having an office, that's what I always compare it to. It's like, oh yeah, we don't have an office and that's like, well, we spent two months rent in a big city. I don't know. If yeah. that, yeah. yeah. If, I mean, like maybe one month's rent, like it was very little. Yeah. So I think overall it was very much like worth it. And I do think the, the foundations built both in, from a interpersonal context, like Matt mentioned, and then also the broader context of like, now we're today, we kicked off a new development cycle with a lot of the ideas that um, were discussed then, and they seem a lot more clear and everybody has their own shared understanding of where we're going and why versus a few people who were part of a conversation. Well, Matt and Kim, any final thoughts? Otherwise. We'll see you yeah. at the next one. Yeah, there was just one thing that I thought was would be uh, worth mentioning, and that was something that Sherelle was spearheading all throughout the week, and that was just like making sure that people got like mixed up. So switching who was like driving with who, or like where he was uh, like sitting at 
uh, meals just to make it so that the developers didn't all sit with the developers and the customer team didn't all sit together. And uh, I thought that was like a really probably useful thing that Sherelle just knows to do because he has a lot of experience on team events and, and things like that. But I think it, it w- did really help because after we'd have meetings, normally, if it was just like on Zoom, like maybe like Jose and I would go back and have a little chat later in the like developer meeting about like, oh yeah, how did that, how did that go? But I don't usually talk to Kim about, oh yeah, how did you think the like all hands meeting went today? And that kind of forced us to have uh, some of those conversations just by the logistics of, oh, I'm, I'm in Kim's car on the way to Joshua Tree, so we're going to sort of have to talk about uh, things. And I thought it was just a really good, maybe underrated thing that, that happened. I think that was the most funny situation was that me, Benedict, and Jose were all in one car and the rest of you were in the other car. And when we got to Joshua Tree, it turned out all the four of you in the other car were talking about a topic that like Benedict and I had maybe brought up and Jose would have been like, the one with the most like development knowledge about how we might implement it because it's related to integrations. And it was great, like that exact situation where everybody else was like able to have a little conversation about it, which really helped build up people's feelings about it in a way that was useful, I think. Kim, anything to close? If not, no big deal. Yeah, I think to Matt's point and to your last point, I think the like the meetings that we had were super, super valuable and super energizing. And then, but I think like the actual, like the best parts of the trip and the parts that were probably the most like long-term impactful were those little things like the car rides or the walks to dinner or like the little things where you're like okay what did you think of the conversation that we just had and I think a lot of stuff like came out of that as well that we could bring into like our other meetings so I totally agree that was great yeah definitely agree well cool excited to see you all at the next one hopefully not too long and hopefully I guess we have to decide if we go back to Palm Springs or if we do somewhere different Research station in Antarctica. Done. See you there. Do they have uh, good Wi-Fi? All right. Catch you all next time. Thanks so much, Matt and Kim, for joining us. Thanks for having us. Bye-bye. Bye. See you guys.